Hello, Internet, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cavern Corner Podcast, where your geek slash nerd discussion podcast. We normally take one topic from TV, movie, video game, book, whatever you feel like talking about that day, and we bat around until we get bored. I'm, as always, your host, Patrick. With me is my co-host, Jared. Say hi, Jared. I am Jared, the Condiment King. Um, and today we are um, reviewing uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad. Um, the movie, the the movie that James Gunn was working on while he was fired. Not Batman, the Batman. Yeah, putting you, putting a the on it just change makes it an entirely different IP. Not Superman, the Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, well, that one's actually a completely different. Movie. Yeah, saying, that's, 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 the Man of yeah, that's one of his monikers, but that's a little bit different. But anyway, um. We'll start. We'll start as we normally do with the with the blurb. Um, do you have any predictions for the blurb? It will say um, James Gunn made a movie called The Suicide Squad, or from the brilliant mind of James Gunn, something like that. The the spectacular, the gory, the whatever mind of James Gunn, The Suicide Squad. That's it. It's just it's just gonna fucking talk about James Gunn. Uh, actually, James Gunn isn't mentioned. Fuck. Uh, Supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Rev Prison join the super-secret, super-shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at the remote enemy-infused island of Cortol Maltese. That's actually a surprisingly um, apt, a- you know, apt one, you know, especially because they kept Bloodsport, like, his inclusion, like, a big secret. Well, they kept, until, like, they kept his name hidden. Yeah. Um... Because the everybody was everybody's prediction one they thought they had recast Deadshot yeah and the other when they confirmed that it wasn't Deadshot everyone's assumption that was that it was a Bronze Tiger. Okay, I, I remember hearing about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but but no, it's it's none of those people. It's a completely different guy, uh, Bloodsport, who I had to, I had to look up on DC Wiki to find out who the hell that was. Uh, Ryan knew who he was because, of course, Ryan fucking did. Uh, Ryan instantly knew who he was. In fact, Ryan, before the movie, uh, I don't even, like, the second he heard Bloodshot, he was like, oh, it's probably because he was the guy that shot Superman with the Kryptonite, uh, put Superman in the hospital yeah. with a Kryptonite bullet. And it was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yep, that was that was exactly the case. Um, um, you know, it was, it was that guy. But, um, so we'll, we'll start, we'll start off. Uh, this review, this is going to be our spoiler-free review. Yeah. Um, this is where we where we talk more about the production uh, itself, more more from a technical aspect. And you know, so if you haven't seen the movie, this will this will basically talk about the things we like without completely giving it away. Yeah. Uh, after this, in your feed, you should see our spoiler review, which is where we deep dive it. Yeah, we completely remove the limiter and we we nitpick. We put it up on blocks and we nitpick this thing to shreds. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing that you had you talk because if you're trying to talk about the Suicide Squad, you have to kind of talk about the James Gunn of it all. Right. Which was uh, for anybody who doesn't know, um, James Gunn got fired uh, from Marvel a couple of years back due to due to um, due to stupidity. Due to uh, him being effectively canceled. By a lot of conservative and right-wing media people calling for him to be canceled. This was for comments that he had made some ten or twelve years prior, that he had already apologized for and um, had made had tried to make amends for things that like he he'd spent a chunk of his career literally devoted to trying to make all that stuff right. Yeah, um, like, like a lot of people will, will testify that like his working on Guardians of the Galaxy. And like Peter Quill and all that, a lot of that was was uh, was supposed to like reflect his um, growing maturity and him trying to get away from the person that like he was when he was you know the trauma guy making things you know making trauma movies yeah um, which all just worked to be shock jock theater and uh, be the most gory lowest common denominator kind of movies you can make. Uh, so uh, he got fired for that because it's fine when you know right wing right wing folks fire uh, somebody get somebody else canceled. I guess I don't know. Like the hypocrisy of it all is I mean, pretty they, astounding. I mean, they've been doing it for decades. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like you know, 
I don't, I don't, they, came, they came for rock and roll. They came for D and D. Now they came for James Gunn. But I'm just saying that, like, when they did it, like, uh, like you don't really hear people uh, when you heard like, like the Gina Carano stuff. When people were talking about like Gina Carano getting like uh, canceled and getting kicked out of Disney, like there was there was a huge backlash. It's still kind of like the wave of that's still kind of trickling down a little bit, but. Yeah. Um, but nobody talked about like, hey, didn't you guys just do this to James Gunn? Why was it okay then for something he'd said like a decade ago? But it's because, fine because the mouse doesn't care about what's right. Well, the mouse, well, the mouse didn't. It wasn't about the mouse. It was about the people behind both of those movements. Um, the mouse is just gonna care about like what's gonna affect their bottom line the most. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so James Gunn got canceled, uh, got fired. Uh, so DC was. Eager to scoop his ass up because this was in the fires of uh, of Justice League of, of, of the of the Snyder verse. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so uh, <laughs> instead of ever giving uh, David Ayer what he wants and allowing for the air cut of Suicide Squad, which I honestly would probably watch, like considering how much he fucking talks about it and how much a lot of people have talked about it who worked on the movie, as long as it's not four hours, as long as like yeah. Uh, like with how much people have talked about it, you know, between Jared Leto, which fuck him, for all the shit that he pulled, um, acting does not need to be like that. Yeah. And um, and but everything that everybody else said was like, hey, we did a lot more on this movie than got than was in there. And then they brought in a uh, a trailer company to re-edit our movie, which the editing on, on that movie was absolute garbage. Yeah. That movie was chopped to shit. So. Um, like, all of that, like, I'd watch that movie. But instead of getting that movie, we get The Suicide Squad. Um, and uh, after, as soon as he got that finished, uh, Marvel hired him back. So now we're getting, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. And uh, clearly, Mar- uh, DC still has, uh, has minds with, uh, with James Gunn. Which, like, uh, James Gunn has publicly said that this movie kind of saved his life. He went into a real dark place after uh, uh, after he got fired. And so, uh, now he's the man that will work between both companies, I guess. Um, uh, doing movies with quirky casts of, of misfits. Well, if anything, he's, and it, it, it's a lot easier for him to do now, considering that Marvel has made their statement, no more long contracts. Yeah. Well, they said that for actors. It's a little bit weird. I don't know if they really mean that for directors, though. I mean, I mean, they stand. Their big worry is having another uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, like the directors on these films, some uh, some of them are getting just as famous as the actors, like like the Russo brothers for one. Yeah. To be fair, like they're not being ha- I, they're they're currently not contracted for any uh, Disney work or any Marvel work anyway. But uh, but yeah, so that's kind of the the rise and fall and re rise of. Of James Gunn again. Um, I mean, I'm glad to have him back. I'm glad that he's going to be able to complete the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Like, yeah, he, they, that would have always felt bad. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he's going to be able to complete complete the trilogy and the holiday special and the holiday special. <laughs> um, I'm and I'm ultimately I'm 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 glad that he was able to put out this movie. Yeah. Um, like, uh, it, I don't I don't th- this is this is not going to be a full 100 percent perfect movie for me, but I I think it was. I think it was a market improvement upon the DC stuff that was out before he got contracted. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think he got contracted before Shazam. I, I think, think he did. Yeah. yeah. Um. So talk. Uh, so on that, uh, what do you want to jump into first? Um. Let's see. We don't. We don't have a a formulate order that we hit these in. No, it's just writing, lighting, uh, sound, technical uh, stuff. Uh, performances. When dog performances. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, John Cena. Motherfucker. All right. So John Cena was a guy that I never gave much of a chance because, like, he got big. He got big in the wrestling scene just not long after I had left it. Right. And uh, so I'd only ever heard of him like. As part of like through through the lens of a lot of uh, Cena haters, yeah, um, and never gave the guy a second thought or a chance. I know that he was boring in wrestling for the most part. Uh, he was just once again keep in mind the filter that that you're getting it. Through. Well, no, but even then, like uh, I've I've heard more. I've heard a lot of people who just thought that John Cena was boring. He was just marketable. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, he he. I mean, he was he was Hulk. Who was Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan was is also in a lot of ways kind of boring but marketable. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, so, but motherfucker, like ever since I'm trying to think of like the first time he really wowed me with a fun performance. I think it's probably Bumblebee. Like John Cena steals a lot of the show in Bumblebee. Yeah. Um, and uh, he keeps putting in solid ass work as an actor. Like, um, like he doesn't have like the greatest depth of range, but he has solid comedic yeah, chops. But he he can. I'm. I don't see an Oscar in Cena's future. I don't see an Oscar in The Rock's future. Neither. I didn't say that. Either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but for but he can hit a he can hit his niche. Yeah. Very well. And and he and he can be more than just big dumb action guy. It's actually funny because he's he's not really like like he never plays characters who are actually all that dumb usually. No. Um, they they might be bullheaded. Like I think Peacemaker is probably the closest to a dumb character he's ever played. Yeah. Like, and, and that's and I wouldn't call him dumb. He's just very straightforward. Yeah, bullheaded. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, man. Like, uh, uh, fucking Peacemaker knocked it out of the park. Uh, I was so pleasantly surprised by that. I, and I don't even know why I'd be surprised anymore. I just still am. Which I think the longer I can keep, hold on to, like, oh, John Cena's in this movie. Who knows? And then like just walking away from it, very like smiling and happy about it. Yeah. The longer he can keep that effect on me where I still underestimate him, uh, more power to him. Yeah. Like, it took me a while for The Rock, too, even though The Rock was constantly churning out good performances. Um, uh, Idris Elba as Bloodsport, he was good, but, like, Idris Elba's good in pretty much everything. Yeah, uh, honestly, like, this, this was so chalk standard, cool Idris Elba. The only thing that, like, really gets you... I, yeah, I think, I think probably my biggest critique of it is... A lot of his plot elements felt like Deadshot again. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't really want to get into that here. Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm, I'm I, don't, yeah. I don't want to completely give everything, but he does have a similar Deadshotty motivation uh, in the movie, and also being another cool gun guy, he's kind of stepping in the same range as Cena. That being said, they do hang on lampshade on it in the movie. Uh, I think they hang a lampshade on it both ways, but I'll get into that into the. I have some thoughts on James, on my own personal takeaway on some of the James Gunn of it all of the movie, but I want I want to get to that more post spoilers. Um, but uh, but moving on from um, from Elba, uh, Margot Robbie. This is like her fourth appearance, third appearance in the DCU. Suicide, uh, Squad, Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, and this this Suicide Squad. Okay, I can remember. Oh that. no, she uh, she was in uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Wendy? No, she's not in the Snyder Cut at all. She she's she she's mentioned as being dead in the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Sorry, I remember hearing uh, Apocalypse Batman say her name, <laughs> so I thought she was there. No, no, no. She, she was... Uh, he'd already, like, killed her, personally. Yeah. Which is how Margot Robbie found out. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we're doing her, her third appearance on uh, DCU. Um, I found her m- infinitely more tolerable here than in the original Suicide Squad. Uh, I didn't. I didn't mind her. Uh, we didn't. We didn't do the podcast, but then, but I didn't mind her in the original Suicide Squad. I actually think that her take is a perfectly acceptable take on um, Harley Quinn, and I actively loved her in the Birds of Prey movie. Um, I think. I think I didn't like her previously because her storyline was so wrapped up in Joker. Yeah, which is a storyline that we also didn't properly get in that movie. But um, uh, I, I genuinely enjoy the path that they had taken with Harley and the Joker in that movie, where they actually could be legitimately in a, a real relationship, versus because it wasn't the abusive kind of shit that we normally see between the two characters. Like that Joker didn't do anything to her that you kind of wouldn't expect him to do. To like, sure, he he fucking fried her brain, but yeah, but like he, I don't. We never saw Jared Leto Joker like smack her around. Yeah. Um, which you definitely get uh, a lot of normally, like, um, and even then she seems to romanticize the shock, like the 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 electrotherapy stuff, as in like that's part of her transformation into Harley Quinn to begin with. Yeah, though to be fair, I guess Harley Quinn's maybe not a reliable narrator. Yeah. Um. So, uh, in this movie, I uh, she's a shit ton of fun. Um. Like, I think this is probably the perfect balance of her, um, whereas 
you know, in the in the original so in Air Suicide Squad, you're kind of like getting this introduction to this this version of the character, right? Um, uh, and Harley Quinn, you're kind of getting like all Harley all the time, cranked up to eleven. Um, and in this one, she's a part of the team again, and she's actually kind of by herself for a little bit. So you get kind of a, like a lot more to her. Yeah. And uh, and so like when you get her, you get her in these like really nice chunks, and. Uh, also, it's going to be a lot of fun. Also, I like this costume more. <laughs> the the dress. Well, no, no, but the one she's in at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. With the, her her red and black. It's kind it's kind of like her her outfit from the cartoon. Yeah. But with pants. Yeah. Oh, um, I I'd forgotten she was wearing anything um, halfway normal because she spends like most of the movie in the red dress. Yeah. Um. Uh, which is its like, own thing like entirely. The, uh, uh, unless your power is your costume in this movie, don't get too attached to those costumes you see in the trailers. Yes, yeah, very, very much so. Uh, man, like it's even hard to talk about like performances for characters that don't stick around too often. But uh, jumping in, I don't remember the actor's name, but the guy that plays Randall Flagg. Joel Kinnaman? Um, well, is, it, is Joel Kim or Jack Courtney? Uh, yeah, Jack, Joel, Jack yeah, Courtney Joel is boomerang. Yeah, Joel Kinnaman. All right. Um, now, I don't blame him for Flag in Ayers Cut um, being the boring guy, the regular. Um, that's I, I, he did. I mean, that's kind of what Flag is in the comics. Yeah, he did what he could with the role that he had. But man, like other than the "This is Katana," her blade traps the victims. Blah blah. blah like. Other than that being just this meme-worthy delivery for a joke that nobody cared about anyway. Yeah, but in, the, in this one, he actually is able to have a personality, have a back-and-forth rapport yeah. with, with, the, with the squaddies. Some of the squaddies he picks. Yeah. Um, like, having, like, having like a, an established backstory with these characters, so he still gets to be the commanding officer. He still has to decide where they want to go, and they often don't even want to go to that place. Yeah. But they're going to have to listen to him anyway. And that made for a much more fun take on the character. Uh, Flag was genuinely, like, redeemed to me in this movie. Uh, so, like, good fucking on you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Viola Davis is uh, Waller. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Viola Davis is Waller. I have something to say about something that happens toward the back end of the movie that I highly... And strongly disagree with, but that'll have to come for the spoiler section. Yeah, there, there's a there's a plot twist towards the end of the movie with with Waller and her story. Um, well, like for Waller's angle, I was like, this is peak Waller. Yeah, but something happens uh, there, and uh, and there should have been a bloodbath to pay for it, and there wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I, I don't want to get into. Uh, I'll get into that. Because I also think that comes to this part of the James Gunn of it all that I'm going to mention with like Idris Elba and Flag, honestly. Um, but we'll get to that as 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 part of the post talk. Right. Um, but uh, God, yeah, fucking, she she does kill it as Waller. Like like when I hear that woman's voice, I'm just like, oh fuck, I got a bomb in my neck. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like her her and the uh, I forget her, the lady's name, but the lady voices are in in the Justice League cartoon. Like those two black women's voices actively give me chills. Yeah. God, I. I I can't. Even, the woman has like a really unique name too, and I can't remember what it is. Well, there, it doesn't help that she's an actor in other stuff. She was like the bad guy in season two of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. So like, her, her I hear her voice and my butthole clinches because uh, I know she's coming for me. I just don't know how. <laughs> no, you never know how the wall is going to get you. Um, but uh, she's even see. built like the fucking wall. Uh, Jai Courtney, uh, like. Boomerang was like one of like the the breakout characters in the Suicide Squad just because he was so wacky. Like they they try to make him kind of like a you know they all make the everyone makes a comparison about like Harley Quinn is DC's Deadpool, but like Jai Courtney was the dude with the fucking unicorn plush. Yeah. In um in the original Suicide Squad, like chugging energy drinks, like um even though like he disappears for a large chunk of that movie, like a lot of people still had this like uh, still have a lot of fond memories of Jai Courtney. Uh, he didn't really get a whole lot of chance to do that kind of shit in this movie. I mean, he he gets to do a, a couple cool. He, get, he he gets to do a couple cool things. He throws a few free 
few boomerangs. The cat and boomerang throws a couple boomerangs. Yeah. <laughs> and the boomerangs do kill people. Yeah. I'm just saying he didn't have a whole lot to work with. Which is honestly, I don't remember him doing that much in the in the Ayers movie. Uh, he does a couple of times. Yeah. It's like the... Like, there's at least an effect on his boomerangs to show that they're fucking people up some special way. Like, in the Ayers cut, I remember him throwing them and them coming back. But Yeah. Uh, Nathan Fillion as a TDK. Yeah. Uh, I I originally thought he was Arm Fall Off Boy from the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> but, you know, I was, I was incorrect. I mean, you're not that incorrect. But uh, you know he he was he was fun, yeah. Like, but I think that was just I think that was ni- ninety nine point nine percent Fillion when I realized, <laughs> holy shit, that's Mal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, man, Pete Davidson's uh, face is all over the trailer. Uh, as for a, a Blackguard, as Blackguard for a character that I just absolutely never understood. It, he's just he, he was just another another. Gun, another guy with guns. Yeah. Um, I will say that, he, he, like, even from a story's perspective, um, I still don't know why in these movies you don't just use a bunch of deniable guys with guns. <laughs> I mean, uh, they have a lot of that in this movie. Yeah. Um, fucking uh, Yondu, uh, Michael Rooker. Yeah, as a uh, savant. Yeah. Uh, Michael Rooker, and this may have to do with the fact that I know him as Yondu, the strongest. But I've seen him in other things as well. Uh, hell, he was in uh, Fast 9. Several of these actors were in Fast 9 when we reviewed just not that long ago. Yeah. But um, but Michael Rooker with long hair skeeves me out. I, I don't like it either. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't trust it. I, I'm, I'm not saying he has to have a he has to have a, a mohawk in every movie, but at least short hair. Yeah, he has short hair in um, like in this one. He looked like he looked like the uh, what's what's the name of the guy? Um, Whiplash. Oh, um, oh, you're thinking of the actual actor's name? We'll yeah. just say Whiplash. Yeah, Whiplash and Iron Man too. Uh, Michael he Rooney. Had, yeah, he had that hair. Yeah, Rooney. Yeah. Uh, Rourke, Mickey Rourke. Sorry. I'm with Mickey Rooney, but no, Mickey Rourke. Uh, very different. Yeah, like it's like it's like it's like Mickey Rourke still had his hair from the from the wrestler. Yeah, and then he passed it on to uh, to Michael Rooker, and then he went like pure white. Yeah. Uh, let's see any any, uh, any like actual stand-up performances. We we may be throwing some joke characters in here, guys. For um, I can't find the actor, but whoever voiced. Uh, King Shark. Uh, Stallone. That was Stallone? That was Stallone. Okay. Um, my second favorite performance of King Shark. My my favorite is Ron Funches, but this ain't bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's fair. Um, I don't know, like, you know, maybe it's just how much I love the, the Harley Quinn show, but I, I, I kind of fell in love with, uh, with, uh, King Shark being the, uh, the tech savant character who is also a man-eating shark. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, that's definitely my favorite version of King Shark. And uh, and we have a version where he fucks Constantine, alright? so Yeah, but that's not on my top <laughs> ten. And I don't know if I have ten performances of King Shark that I can name. Um, but, I mean, that's different strokes for different folks. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, like, I mean... It's one thing that, that James Gunn does really well, which is CGI character is part of the team with limited vocabulary that you can't not fucking love. Yeah, very much. Um, like, their childlike heart just fucking wins you over. Now, that being said, King Shark is very much a monster. Oh, yeah, King they, Shark they, is they not They never let you forget that. Yeah, King Shark is not Groot. No. Um, he's, he's adorable, but, but he's he will, not Groot. But he will eat you. Yes. He won't even understand that that's an issue, unless you can, unless you, unless he knows you're a friend. Yes, um, but uh, like, yeah, King King Shark steals almost every scene that he gets to like genuinely be a part of. Yeah, uh, unless he unless he's sharing the the scene with Cena, in which case, like they they kind of compete over who can chew the most scenery. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, King Shark nails it. Uh, who played Polka Dot Man? 
that was uh, John Ostrander. Okay. Um, very, very fun performance. Like, skittish, nervous little dude. Like, that's... like Who, prob- who probably collects, you know, bracelets of people's hair. Yeah. Like, the fun thing about that character is that you can forget that he's there in a scene, and that's intentional. That it's it's one hundred percent intentional that he's so milk toast and so kind of pathetic that even with him in the background, almost every time like everyone's talking, you just he just loses him and everyone else is like really over the top wacky performances. So it gives him these moments to shine when he just steps out. At one point, they're interrogating somebody. They're like giving him a bunch of orders and like, and you're gonna do this and you're gonna do this. And um, at the very very end of the scene. He just like comes in with like a quick like, uh, with a quick line, and it just fucking killed it for me. Yeah. Um, just because like, oh yeah, he's there too. <laughs> um, like, uh. <laughs> like they, they make the joke like they actually kind of pointed out with a separate character named Milton, uh, who also does, has that like, a very similar shtick. And you learn that apparently uh, him and Polka Polka Dot Man had a whole different movie that we didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Ratcatcher 2, um, the character who's very much supposed to be, like, the heart of the film. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't remember her name. Uh, um, the problem is they don't list her as Ratcatcher, they use the character's real name. Oh, I could never tell you the character's real name. I could just uh, tell you Ratcatcher 2. I'm gonna guess it's this Flo Carly person. Let's, let's, uh, let's or, no, or, uh, the, I think, I think the name of the character is Flo Carly. Um, Crawley, uh, the actress is Tanasha Kajisi. Okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, she's the heart of the film. Like, she's the, the moral center of, of the film in a lot of ways. Like, um, her influence is what's influencing all of the, uh, these, uh, villains to lean a little bit more anti-hero. Um. Like, is that, is that her? Or is, or is that... It is, is too hard to tell. Actually, yeah. I think that was actually one of the people in the... In the office. In the yep. office. I think that's one of the people in the office. It's one of the people in the office had a name. I, I think they all had names. Uh, I couldn't remember any of them. because I, 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 You don't get subtitles when you go to see big movies. No. And, uh, I'm, I don't have the greatest hearing to begin with, so when people don't have... Uh, don't, if I don't have subtitles, I can never remember anybody's name. Like, I need to see it written. Um... But, uh... Oh, nope. It was, uh, Daniela Melchior. Okay. But, uh... But uh, for the role that she's doing in this movie, she kills it. Uh, like, definitely an essential part of the team. Like, to be the caterer who's kind of has thing that's got, she doesn't really have any jokes. Like, she has a rat with her that is doing jokes that I'm almost certain is, uh, was, uh, done by Sean Gunn. Nope. Who? Uh, D. Bradley Baker. Did he voice him or did he do the mocap? He did the voice. No, I'm talking about the mocap. Oh, for the rat? Yeah, for the rat. Uh. Because, come on, you going to tell me that James Gunn isn't going to, like, uh, put his brother as a rat the entire movie? I'll, I'll, look, I'll look it up. I don't remember. Because I, be- I believe Sean Gunn was a weasel. Like, I believe he was just straight up weasel. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, but I also believe he's the rat. I'll look to see if Sebastian has a credit. Um, <laughs> you remember the rat's name? Sebastian. I don't. Oh no, that was not asking me the rat's name. I said you just. Oh, that was a statement. You remember the rat's name? Oh. Uh. Oh no. Uh, the rat was played by a rat. That bullshit. <laughs> oh no, there's it, two different rats played Sebastian, uh, Jaws and Chris Pratt. As in Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's a joke, but the the rat's actual name is Crisp, and then Rat with two T's. Maybe that's the other Guardian. Uh, what's his name? Uh, James Gunn had talked about how like nobody had figured out that there was one. More oh, that guard- was the Guardians reference in the in the There's movie. A, in the movie that nobody knew. Ah. Yeah. That that must maybe be it's it. it. Maybe I mean to be fair, like we're two idiots that just found it on IMDB. Like someone surely would have come up with it before us. Uh but we can take credit for it. Yeah. 
Till till we find out otherwise. Yeah, we're not on Reddit. We're not looking through shit. This is a discovery for us. Fuck everybody else. You clicked on this podcast. Exactly. So this is partly your fault. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Any 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 other like stand, any actual stand up performances? Because at this point we're we're mostly making. I'm about jokes to say we're getting the, the goddamn rat. Um. Any other big ones? No. I I think that's about all of them. This this movie doesn't have a. Because it's the Suicide Squad, and some of these performances are admittedly abbreviated. Yes. Because people die a lot. Yes. Um, like there, the, there's the few people that we follow, um, and then everyone else. It honestly just kind of fades in the background. Yeah. Um, they're they're there for a, a couple jokes, um, but that's about it. Um, I guess we can get, guess from here we can get into writing. Yeah. Um, uh, this it was. Let's see who's got the writing credit on it. I believe James Gunn does. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the writing's really strong for what this movie is. Like, uh, but it's also, I th- like, once again, I'm going to get into what, into some theorizing um, at the post, uh, the post-spoilers, but I also think there's a lot more going on in the movie um, than the kind of simple premise of it all um, would, like, let you think. But as far as, like, a lot of these movies, it's not overly complicated. Like, a lot of, like, uh, superhero movies, or even the Fast movies. The Fast movie, when you tr- when, like, as we've had trouble articulating, because, like, there's just so much, like, and this is a super spy weapon, and blah, 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 blah. And it's, like, um, all this shit that just does not matter in the script, and it's just there to eat up time or make the characters, like, like seem smarter than they, they are. There are. There's things that are part of the plot that are really not part of the story. Yeah. Um, that's not really the case in this movie. Like, there's a little bit of shit near the end to overcomplicate things a little, t- uh, a little more than the movie I think needs. Yeah, like uh, I, 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 I talked to, I was talking to uh, Ryan's wife as I came in, who kind of asked me my opinion. I was like, I thought it was an okay movie. Uh, if, if they could have cut out the last third, um, like there, there's there's a point in the movie where the characters kind of they once again with this kind of Barring from the Ayers cut, there's a moment where they have to make a pivotal decision. Yeah. Um, and I just I don't buy the characters making the making that decision. Yeah. Um, because uh, it'd be one thing if like the if these were heroes, but this is a Suicide Squad. They're not. Yeah. Um, and considering that you know. At least Superman exists in this universe, if not the whole Justice League. Uh, this is a solvable problem. Potentially, we don't know if Superman's still in the hospital or not. <laughs> His big Kryptonian ass better get the fuck up. He'll <laughs> say that long dick, goddamn bullet out. It does when all of his organs are also Kryptonian. <laughs> what you gonna be digging is uh, digging into his shit with? Well, they, they said I vacuum. They said ICU. They didn't say he was dead. ICU is intensive care. That means you almost dead. Yeah, send his ass to Star Lab. They got Kryptonite scalpels and shit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, then you any any who who's lit. Um, but yeah, the, like writing wise. I mean, all the all, I, li- I liked all the characters' voices. I didn't, I don't, I never really had any of what I felt was a superfluous scene. I had one that I, one bit with Harley Quinn near the beginning of the movie that I wasn't really in any way down for, but it ends on a on a anticlimax. So you know, knowing that okay, know this is this is kind of part of the joke. I, I know, I know where you're at now. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Like I said. I, there's some there's some stuff about the end that I'm not fully down for, but um, and even then I I still want to say that like, I think it's part of the James Gunn gun of it all, um, which I, I'll, I'll make that very clear later on. Um, so it all comes together soon, so you have to listen through to the end. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I I think the writing's extremely solid. Uh, like. The movie, for even like being a, for a mo- for the most part, just a straight up, a straightforward mission. Like there's even like little nice twists along the way, yeah. and so at least for like the base story of it, like it all connects together very smoothly. Even if I think some things that happen towards the end 
um, don't transition as well as it should. Um, I think moving on from there, the soundtrack of this movie is fucking killer. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it's James Gunn. He's, he's flexing his Guardian's muscles. Yeah. I mean, well, the funny thing is, is that if you think about it, because, like, because another thing that happened is, is that James Gunn made the uh, made um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then um, the DC answer to that was Suicide Squad. Like, they used similar marketing tactics. Yep. They used, uh, like, a lot of, like, the, the idea was this will be our Guardians of the Galaxy, and so, like, it had this hyped-up soundtrack. And a lot of people make fun of the soundtrack for being discordant and being, like, not making a lot of sense for blah, 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 blah. The original Suicide Squad had a great soundtrack to it. Oh, it's yeah. just that some of that music didn't feel appropriate to the scenes that it was in. Like, I, I don't I don't, I don't, don't buy many soundtracks. I bought the soundtracks to, to Guardians 1. Um, but I was saying, like, the, the Suicide Squad, like, soundtrack, it was a solid soundtrack. It's just those the scenes that those songs are in don't fit together with those scenes yeah. like um uh which is jarring which it can be very jarring um but um but now that we're, we're we're full circle and you know the thing the thing that was supposed to be derivative of his work is his work like we have another movie with an extremely solid soundtrack but now everything mars together perfectly and uh so uh be, and even beyond the soundtrack like the the sound work in this movie is phenomenal. Like the the probably the standout for me is uh, Harley with the spear. Like that entire sequence where a lot of surreal shit begins to happen uh, uh, while she's fighting, and which is which is a scene they don't explain any of it uh, as they should not. Yeah, they just kind of let it visually, you know, be itself. But in the visual aspect of it, it's also really interesting. But the sound work that happens, like the the music that plays, along with the, like the sound effects as they kind of clip through things, like like that that scene's probably the standout scene in the movie to me. Um, and uh, but like that's one of the things. Um, this is a, this is a side note. I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm a, probably a minute like I'm not even a full minute long tangent. But like another movie that has like a really good soundtrack because we saw a, uh, a trailer for it when we went to see the movie uh, in theaters was like Halloween Kills. Halloween has like very identifiable sounds not just for like the the main theme but like even like at Michael walking and like when he picks up weapons stuff like that for things that don't really need sound effects but they're all recognizably the Halloween sound effects for those. Suicide Squad has its own kind of like or the Suicide Squad, because <laughs> that's the distinction, uh, also has kind of very similar things that, like, lets you know that you're in somebody's scene by, like, little sounds that play for things. Like, the noise that, um, the noises that are that are made with uh, uh, Bloodsport's weapons. Yeah. Stuff like that. The the, the sound of Bloodsport's weapons shape-shifting. Yeah. Uh, like, all of that is just really, really nice little details that, um were really cool because, I mean, like, I don't want to, well, I'll, I'll talk about when we can jump into the visual stuff about, like, how amazing the weird transformium shit of, uh... Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I mentioned earlier that unless your suit is your, is your power, um, you know, you, you're gonna, you're gonna get out that suit, uh, Bloodsport's suit is his power. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to say about any of the sound stuff? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly in the same, in the... Same boat you are. Um, I think like I think the soundtrack was good. Like I, it didn't. Sh- it it wasn't surprisingly good the way that su- that Guardians One was. Yeah. But that's just there's you're never gonna get another first time. Yeah. Um, but you know I I would say it was competently done. No- nothing. There was no sound or music choice that threw me out of a scene. Um. Uh, I'm big on like weird sound effects, uh, like uh, like a if a if a if a thonk or a dong or something like that, like like that gets that somebody gets hit with. If I think it sounds particularly zany or something, that shit's 106 in my brain. Um, but um, yeah, uh, for, for someone who has a hard time hearing, you have an ear for that shit that I just don't. Um, I think it's because like uh, clear cut, like crystal clear noises like that, like that's the stuff I can hear the best. Right. Um, and so, like, when they're real crisp, it's just very nice for me. Um, but, yeah, so visually, this movie is 
a fucking feast. Um, this is it the, is this not it is not in no way traditional DC grayscale at all. No, uh, dude, this doesn't look like any other superhero movie. Yeah, like a lot of people like try to say that like oh this is a different. No, this movie because what this movie borrows the most from are like gore exploitation gore exploitation films. Like oh yeah, like this is, this is a splatter fest movie. Yeah, like this shit is like, when people start exploding. It's like like people talked about like uh, like Django uh, uh, Django and Chain like uh, like especially toward the end when like people are getting shot with bullets and they're just like cartoonishly full of blood. Oh, uh, that's said that said about Kill Bill. Kill Bill does as well, but like yeah. I, for some reason, like I, Django gets a lot of like people talking about it too. Yeah, I remember. I know the the part of Django you're talking about that yeah. the, the the ending slaughter, slaughter fest. Yeah, but like, the one that always stood out, stood out to me was like, uh, you know, of just gratuitous splatter was Kill Bill. Um, you know, the bride stabs a guy in the dick at the bar, and he more blood comes out of him than is contained in a human body. <laughs> um. But yeah, like that kind of level of like over the top, like where it's it's it, like people I know who are gore sensitive were like, no, this is fine because I don't find this to be in any way realistic at all. Yeah. Like, like Pat, you're pretty gore sensitive. Yeah, but like, it very all the gore in this movie is like is cartoonish gore. Yeah, um, like people people turn into mist. <laughs> so it's it's so over the top that like. Um, Despite the fact that you know these ostensibly were supposed to be people, like when when the ultra violence happens, like you can't help but just be like, "Oh, that's fucking weird." <laughs> um, and even then, there's a lot of like practical rubber costumey bullshit, especially when you get to the Starro stuff. That yeah. is like when you see like the labs and stuff like that, which really borrow. From like an old seventies or eighties, which like which reanimator I, style, which horror. I will, which I will say, uh, trailer people, y'all could have kept Starro out of the ads. Y'all could have very easily kept Starro oh, out yeah. of that. That 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 should have that could have been a surprise. Yeah, I mean to be fair, we only went and saw it in theaters because Ryan insisted on seeing a thirty foot Starro um, to match the thousand foot Starro. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I saw it on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I do agree <laughs> that the movie would have sold perfectly well. Especially because, like, the uh, fifth, because I don't watch trailers, but I, the, at least the first trailer, because I couldn't, because, you know, you see movies and you do other things, and they get ads getting put in front of, like, YouTube stuff. Like, I saw the first trailer a few times before, and the thing you can always get before you can skip it is, from the beautiful mind of James Gunn. Yeah. I think I started the episode with that shit because that's what was all over it. If you want to just do that and then just uh, have the big like the big ca- like the big uh, shot of everybody walking in front of the goddamn uh, American flag, that's all the movie needed to be. Like, yeah, but I mean, that's all the trailer needed to be. Like the movie handles Starro like you don't know what it is. Yeah, like they are very careful on showing you little bits of the of the creature, never the whole thing. Yeah, until until uh, one particular flashback in the movie, and I was like. I, I if I had seen it in theaters, if, even if I had seen it on my on on my couch, um, you know, getting Starro out of nowhere in a movie, I would have like I would have popped for that. Yeah, like that would have been an extra special moment. I feel, I feel like you know, th- that that's the only time I I've, I've ever gotten like mad at a spoiler outside of like you know, uh, I forget what the name of the most recent you know Terminator movie when they reveal that John Connor is a Terminator in oh, the trailer. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, like, that that should have definitely been left on the cutting room floor, the trailer stuff. Because uh, it's not it's not like half the movie is Starro. No, it, he, he comes up right at the ass end. Yeah, they, they, they mention things about him, but it's, they, they're very careful on not showing you the whole starfish. Yeah. Um, uh, his effects are delightful. He looks like a cartoon... In CGI, come to life to destroy everyone, and then he starts fucking people up. <laughs> yeah, like um, absolutely delightful. Uh, even the little starfish as they like spin down and and uh, just like attach you know, the, themselves the, to people. They're they're 
they're more brutal in this movie than they even are in the comics. Oh yeah, yeah. You you can just peel the starfish off in the comics, and the person is back back fine. No, uh, I think so. We'd all be okay with them dying horribly. They they include the line like uh, it's just a corpse under that starfish. Yeah. <laughs> so you so after you, it attaches to you, you're gone. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, like a face hugger in aliens, but worse. So much worse. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like visually, like, you know, like, in hindsight, it's probably best that Superman didn't get involved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Yeah, um, uh, I, as I mentioned before, that that the the scene with Harley going down a hallway with the with the javelin, like which um, is like the end of a much longer fight scene. Yeah, I mean that whole fight scene is amazing. Like, um, I think I told somebody else like th- this this movie has a lot of like action scenes in it, but the actual like choreographed legit hand to hand fight scenes were almost all exclusively given to Margot Robbie. Um. There is one uh, with there. There's there's one that is uh, that is involving uh, Rick Flag and Peacemaker. Yes, uh, uh, you know, and that that the way that that action sequence was shot, I thought was really cool. Oh yeah, no, oh uh, the reflection from the helmet. Yeah, reflection from the helmet, super super cool. Um, no no no. Um, but even then, like theirs is more of like a. All and out. That's a, that's, I guess we've, we've had, had a little bit of a spoiler. But. I mean, it's 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 more it's more of a meat and potatoes fight. Yeah, like th- this is a a, a knuckle dragger kind of yeah. thing. Uh, like the, the one with Harley is more like one is more acrobatic just because she's a more acrobatic character. Two, it involves more of the environment. There's a lot more weapon play. Yeah, um, it's not just a not just a punch fight. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the, the real like truly choreographed shit um, seemed to be all be given to Margot Robbie. Which I mean, at this point, she's worked with the John Wick people a few times. Though there is a, a one like kind of uh, kind of gore fest uh, action sequence where there were um, Bloodsport and uh, Peacemaker kind of in like a dick measuring contest. I didn't. I don't count that one. Um, not that it that seems great in and of itself, but it's. It's a different thing. Yeah. Like, visually, it's a different thing. Like, your brain does not register that as, like, a necessarily a truly action scene. Because it's not, kind of. I mean, neither pe- neither character is in peril. Yeah. Like, they're, they're both just kind of... They're very much going through the motions. Oh, and I it's, will forever it's, it's, fucking be mad at James Gunn for uh, for writing the, uh, the, the line of uh, nobody likes to show off unless you're showing off some dope shit. Because Ryan will, that that will be something I, I will hear from Ryan probably for the rest of my life. Yeah, it doesn't help that like you know after that eat yourself, but just turns and goes, yeah, that's that's kind of right. Yeah, um, but uh, no, like visually, James Gunn is a real James Gunn knows how to move a camera. The another like really really standout moment uh, in the film is when uh, Bloodshot decides to step up and actually become a leader. The way the camera pans around to keep uh, Elba in frame, and then like kind of z- uh, zip zoom over to like another character that he like then like gives a, uh, a, a, order a to. an order to, and then like uh, it zips again to another character and he gives that character an order, and like uh, it, the whole thing is just it's it's one take kind of, but it's not really a oneer. It's mostly using the uh, Idris, uh, Idris Elba as the centering of the frame and then moving the frame around him. To kind of keep him as the perspective, as the scene is about him stepping up to that role, and you're getting like, um, and even the way he's directing people, it's it he's doing it in a way that like he's not just giving orders, he's giving commands to his teammates in the way that the teammate will best respond to it. Yeah, like at this point, Bloodshot's such a capable leader that like he he does he's not just Bloodsport. Yeah, Bloodsport. God, I I want to say Bloodshot. So long. Yeah, that's was, that's the Vin Diesel I was, movie. I was I was so close to getting it getting through this with uh without saying. To be fair, you may have said it before and I just didn't catch it. Um, but uh, but Bloodsport, um, like that's how capable he's become. Is like he knows not like a lot of these people aren't going to respond to let the, like, the he, he, know, he, know, he knows how to give orders like like Cap gives orders. Yeah. Like you you, you don't you don't you don't give King Shark a four a four hour PowerPoint. You Take give him two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see, uh, so, 
is that everything for the spoiler free free bit? Um, I mean, like, like, like we kind of touched on the technical stuff. Uh, like I said, the fucking camera work. Oh, I will say, like this movie, this movie's a uh, this movie's R, and it earns its R. Oh yeah, I mean, if we didn't get get that across with the Splatterfest stuff, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there there's splatter, there's blood everywhere, there's nudity, la- the language. Yeah, there's language. Um, 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 I there is some intensely sexual stuff that is uh, implied but not shown. Thank God. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know what Jared's talking about, but it. I, I, probably, uh, the, I probably just blazed over it. Uh, the stuff with uh, the Thinker and Starro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking thing to think about, isn't it? Oh, yeah, but, but you know. <laughs> that got settled, is all I'll say in the spoiler-free segment. It got settled. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, the... Like for me, I highly, highly enjoyed the movie. Um, I will say that for me, um, my enjoyment of a movie will also highly rec- uh, depend on how the movie ends. And it was the last little bit of the movie that I felt was the weakest. And so, like that will always overshadow how much I. The movie's like two hour and fifteen minutes long, and that last like ten has some real issues in it that really truly bother me. And, uh... Yeah, see, like, uh, you, you were the one that I was. Like, I was... I wasn't watching it in the theater, so that might be... That might color my experience. Um, like I said, there there's that moment at the end where the characters kind of make a decision where it, it kind of goes from being a Suicide Squad movie to kind of more of a generic superhero movie um, that I personally didn't like. And by that point... if At that point, it kind of felt like we were going through the motions. Um, and so I, I was kind of, I kind of, uh, tuned out on it. Um, but yeah, so like what, what I was getting at was, so even though I, I enjoyed the first bunch of it a, a, a lot and I'd rate that like very, very highly, um, my overall experience is always going to be tainted by like how the movie ends. And so for me, I still highly recommend the movie, but, um, but, but I, I my, my, my final feeling on the movie, like my just gut feeling on the movie is it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, my my final thought of it was it's okay, um, like is is it is it it's not bad it's not something I'm going to write home about. Um, I don't I could I would not recommend it. I would not if if you have a choice between HBO Max and the theater and you're already paying for HBO Max, watch it on HBO Max. Um, like it's is is not I don't, I I don't have a need to see a thirty foot star. You just don't want him to look at you. When you gaze into the star, you have to be careful that the star does not gaze back. Well, you also got to be careful that you don't fall and swim in his eye. Um, <laughs> see, so with that being said, uh, we will end it. We will end it there. Um, this is Capricorn Podcast. This is our spoiler-free review of, of Suicide, the Suicide Squad. Um, next up in your in your feed should be our spoiler review of the Suicide Squad, where we will uh, jump completely into the plot. You know, if you are spoiler, if you're spoiler wary, this was the one for you. If you're not spoiler wary, the next one is one for you. Um, see, so the, uh, you found us on SoundCloud. You could have also found us on Facebook or Stitcher by searching Cavern Corner Podcast or on Twitter at Cavern Corner. We should be the only thing that comes up when you search those. I've guaranteed it. Um, uh, say bye, Jared. Uh, King Shark is a shark. King Shark is a shark. Um, and we will catch you next time. Peace.